Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Link podcast, English Link podcast. Mark here with Steve. Hello there. We're going to hear a little bit of uh, background car noise. That makes that's our makes it authentic here. We're enjoying the nice weather, spring weather we're that's we're right. having today. And uh, we even have a visitor here in the room with us, Gordy the dog. <laughs> he he, uh, uh, he may join in at some point, but uh, we hope he's, not. He's kind of shy. That's right. You know what I want to talk about? What's that? Mark, I think that uh, anybody who's not interested in what I'm interested in is a fool. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> that, um, anyone who doesn't share my interests is stupid. For sure. I mean, I, I think goes that without makes sense. saying. <laughs> the reason I, I realize that is because uh, a person who is much listened to in Canada, at least by some people, who gets invited to speak at universities... Mm-hmm. A certain Sasha Trudeau, son of our former, I won't use any kind of epithet, <laughs> Prime Minister, uh-huh. Pierre Trudeau. Uh, this Sasha Trudeau addressed students at the University of Western Ontario and said, uh, he had two things to say. One, he said, uh, people who only know one language can be very myopic. <laughs> right. Just look at the United States. Uh-huh. That was his statement. So I speak. He speaks two languages, French and English. He's so impressed with himself, he's convinced that anyone who doesn't speak two languages, he can be a brain surgeon, he can be a, a you know an engineer, he can be a ballerina or she. Well, it doesn't matter. These people are all myopic because they only speak one language. Sasha Trudeau speaks two languages, and therefore, he is far-seeing. Well, he, he achieves two purposes with that statement. <laughs> a, he draws attention to the fact. Um, that he is extremely clever because he does speak two languages. Right. B, he gets a cheap shot in at the at the states, which right. is always uh, which Popular is part of the campus, part but, of the but culture. Is it still there, now yeah. with all the with Barack Obama trying to buy out the American industry and hand out money and basically <laughs> turn the, the United States into the American Socialist Republic, is that still fair game? Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure it's pretty hard to. Uh, Eradicate that uh, mentality, the uh, U.S. bashing mentality of mm. the of the liberal party here. That's mm. a pretty strong core belief there. But, but it is rather extraordinary, you know. I mean, I speak eleven languages. I mm. love languages. I think languages are great. Mm-hmm. But there's all kinds of people who speak many languages who are a stupid. <laughs> Maybe I'm included in that category in some people's opinion. It doesn't matter. Some people like to play the violin. Some exactly. people like to do other things. How can you categorize? Lots of people do things that you have no interest in doing and are very exactly. good at them. And oh, uh, sure. if they think anyone who doesn't uh, know how to fix cars is uh, is, uh, is 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 an idiot, is an idiot uh, that uh, I had a great friend, an, an older man who was a friend of the family, and he used to put these build these model sailboats and put them inside a bottle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could never do that. Right. That's a tremendous skill. It's not very useful. No. But uh, it's a skill. I mean, yeah. uh, but there are all kinds of useful skills, too. I and mean, just to say, and then the second thing is to categorize, you know, look at America. Like everybody in the, in the United States is myopic. Right. And everyone in Canada or in, I don't know, <laughs> Russia, China, Afghanistan, they're not. Or, right. How can you be I so retarded? And, <laughs> and this guy gets invited to talk. And, and all, all the so self-righteous intellectual people all giggle when he says stuff stuff like that. Right. What an 
idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute idiot. He is living proof that you can speak more than one language and be an idiot. <laughs> yes, he is. Anyway, that was the one thing. He also said, in the same uh, presentation, he said that Canada being bilingual is worth more to us than the tar sands. Or as much to us. Or as much to us as the tar sands. No, but in terms like like right. value, money-wise. Well, no, because being <laughs> bilingual costs us money. <laughs> costs us a lot of money because yeah. it's a political slush fund. Right. So that anything that's involved with teaching French, being bilingual, means you can go and access public money and no one's going to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And we're talking billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. So I anyway, thought, I just uh, thought I would pick up on him. Anyone who's not interested in what I'm interested in is a fool. Well, on that note, are you interested in the swine flu? Because there's certainly been a lot uh, to do with the swine flu in the news lately. I know. And, uh, I mean, it's very hard. Uh, we're sitting here. Uh, all you can really do is hope that you don't get the swine flu. I guess so. I, mean. uh, I don't know much about it. I gather it's another one of these illnesses that uh, originates where people live in close proximity to animals, whether it be mm-hmm. fowl, you know, in terms of the, the bird flu. or, mm-hmm. or, or and uh, But every day you read something different, uh, that the strain we have in Canada is not this virulent strain, and therefore people aren't going to die, and then... I don't know. Well, yeah, and that all these people had died in Mexico, but nobody had died in the U.S., although I saw today that one person has died in the U.S. from it, apparently. Uh, so obviously there must be a few different strains around. And, and do they really know that all these people who supposedly died of the swine flu in fact died of the swine flu? I mean, people died. Well, yeah, you wonder causes. how they know whether it's the swine flu or just a flu mm-hmm. or what... Uh, what indicates that it's it's in fact the swine flu. And then, of course, you get all the accompanying uh, hysteria and uh, the economy's going to suffer because of the swine flu. I saw that another article where uh, Rogers, which is one of the local uh, cell, cell phone providers, was saying that their results this quarter will be affected because uh, if the... If uh, travel restrictions are implemented and uh, Canadians don't travel as much, that'll that'll um, restrict the amount of of uh, roaming charges <laughs> that uh, people who travel and use their cell phones I will know. incur, and that's going to affect their you know, bottom line. Well, you know what really <laughs> annoys me with these roaming charges is I can have my phone in when I'm traveling in Phoenix, Arizona, or somewhere, Palm Springs, mm-hmm. and I get one of these. Uh, telemarketing phone calls mm-hmm. and it's not even a, a live person that I can you know get mad at it's right. a recording yeah and as soon as I hear this of course I turn it off but you pay for each one of those for sure and, and the other interesting thing about mobile telephones cellular phones and, and charges and so forth I read that there was a guy who had his cell phone stolen in I don't know Colombia or Bolivia he's mm-hmm. a Canadian right and he didn't report it and so whoever stole his telephone ran up $25,000 in charges. Mm-hmm. And now he's responsible for those $25,000. Mm-hmm. And the, the cell phone company won't back down. Mm-hmm. Like, he has to pay. Right. I guess legally. Legally, I guess they're right. Right. Boy, I wouldn't that want to be unreal. in that situation. I'm going to make sure I report my cell phone if I lose it. That's for sure. No. That's for sure. The uh, the uh, I don't know, and I think it's 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 different in different countries. But I think uh, Canada is just about the worst in so far as uh, 
cell phone charges in, in terms of expense of, of 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 cell phone and long distance charges and and uh, I, I'm sure it's related to the fact that we have all kinds of ridiculous regulations that it's overregulated and less competition and so that these cell phone companies are in a monopolistic position and they can charge what they want and do what they want. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, we don't have many cell phone providers, so they don't, uh, as you say, the competition doesn't drive the price down and uh, <laughs> that was a big reason why the iPhone never, or didn't, took so long to come to Canada because the data packages were so expensive here that uh, Apple didn't feel like it would, uh, it wanted to be a part of that whole whole thing so that's uh, yeah. what else do we have in the news well I'll tell you one thing on my blog while we're on the subject of of uh, the arrogance of, of intellectuals or people who feel they're self-righteous I posted on my blog about uh, the fact that I visited my sawmill in northern my sawmill I'm sawmill that I'm a, a part owner of and I talked about how great I think the the wood industry is, that we have a surplus of wood in the, in the northern hemisphere and in the southern hemisphere in the coniferous forests. And, of course, inevitably you'll get the uh, people commenting who are of the uh, sort of environmentalist uh, strain. So uh, one person, and I posted some comments and research that we've done, because in our forest, which is a natural forest, we do research on the caribou, on the bears, on the migrating birds, and just to see the impact of our activity on their uh, you know, ecosystem and their life and so forth. So this person comments with his counterpiece, fine, put out by you know, the Green Association or whatever it is, that's fine. We'll just let that airplane go over. But... Um, but then he says, you know, obviously you're going to say that because you're in the industry. You know, I wouldn't ask a whaler about the whaling industry. Well, my question is, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Who are you going to ask? Some guy at a university? Some guy like you who's, who's uh, you know, waving some, uh, some big sign? That some environmentalist some organization that uh, derives the 80% of their income from... Uh, revenue associated with uh, talking about the negative effects of forestry or whatever the I, case may I, be. I see nothing wrong with, with the fact that there are these environmental organizations and he posted this re- this link on my blog and I leave it there for people who are interested. Mm-hmm. By all means, I think we should ask an environmentalist right. about our forest but we should also, or about the whaling, but we should also ask the whaler. Right. He knows. He's, he's got a perspective colored by his interest. Mm-hmm. The environmentalist has a perspective covered by his interest. Let's see who's got which facts. Compare the facts. Unfortunately, people tend to perceive environmentalists as being objective. Yeah. Which is not the case at all. No. Their bread and butter are these environmental causes and, and, and scaring people into separating them from their pocket or right. separating the money from them to, to keep up Right, the inflow, but, but that's of good. Money. Nothing wrong with that. We should, uh, but uh, yeah. Now, what about the crisis? What's going to happen on this crisis? Uh, you know, uh, every day there's three bits of good news and two bits of bad news. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the thing is nobody knows. Nobody knows. And and I was reading something on the stock market, which was saying that uh, you know. Yeah. Don't be. This is not not the time to pull out of the stock market. Uh, you want to stay invested. Uh, stock markets all go up over time. If you, uh, this may be the bottom. It may not. But if you miss the top, 
the the stock market moves the most on a small number of days. If you're not invested during those days, then you miss a large amount of the rise. So that uh, I mean, the, the, obviously, I think this was obviously put out by somebody trying to promote <laughs> stocks or in, investment. But um, the point is, nobody knows which way the market's going, right. and uh, and uh, I guess that that article is trying to. to, to, to get people to to not not be afraid to, right. to stay invested and and by if they're able to do that and if more and more people believe in in a recovery then all of a sudden things turn around i mean and the other thing too is to to keep uh, in mind you know what really is important obviously if you have lost your job then and that you know whatever the number of unemployed, the percentage has gone from five and it's going to go up to ten, seven or eight or nine percent. I mean, that's a serious, those people are seriously affected. If they aren't mm-hmm. bringing home a paycheck, then they aren't, aren't able to buy food for their family. So that's right. a really serious problem for those people. Mm-hmm. But for most people, uh, the value of, of your house went down. Mm-hmm. But if you still own your house, that's fine. Now, if right. you don't, like there are people, and I think they call them in the States upside down, where they own more. That their mortgage is larger than the value of their house. Right. And that's a pretty serious situation. To be yeah. In. Uh, but then, still, again, you've got to allow things. Over time, the value of the house will come up. Over time, if you have stocks, the value of the stocks will go up. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has stocks. It's a small percentage of people mm-hmm. who have stocks. I mean, the sun rises every day. Right. If I if I look at the things that I like to do, I like to get out when it's sunny. I like to, I just went for a run today. You know, you get together with friends and family. You have something to eat. You share things with them. You share time with them. You know, I, I think one can get overly depressed well, that's thinking right. about people, the economic situation. Most people are still, you know, going out for dinner. Or they're still, they still want things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still buying things. Maybe not as much as they did before, but they're still going to Starbucks or, or whatever the case may you be. You don't see so the evidence here that, that uh, I mean, the streets are not deserted. No, not by any means. But uh, you do hear stories of, of people whose businesses businesses have been uh, seriously affected for sure. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, at a day-to-day level, people still carry on. People still need to eat. People still need uh, mm-hmm. to buy things. So, uh, I mean, uh, obviously... Uh, a large part of the the crisis is is created by fear and and perception and I guess but, over but it's time real too, that it's real too. I, I last night I had uh, the dinner uh, our our hockey team that won our our championship. Right. We had our celebration dinner past the night, and so all the guys were there, and a couple of them are in construction, and mm-hmm. and a lot of people are laying off staff, and and there there is not very much construction work out now. Part of it is the post expo boom, but the other part of it expo. is this. Sorry, the post uh, Olympics. Well, yeah, a lot of the construction there has is no, no has longer there. Completed, you mean? Uh, yeah, and and new construction is way down. I mean, the Americans' uh, housing starts in the United States are at a quarter of their of their high of a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so there are some people. Uh, absolutely, I think the the real estate and construction is is has really been bad. seriously affected. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I heard on the radio too that uh, one area that's particularly this is my Portuguese podcast that I, that I listen to that Africa is pretty badly affected by this because obviously in Europe where there's now increasing unemployment a lot of people who are affected initially are are these migrant workers mm-hmm. legal or illegal from Africa who right. send money home now they, if they're out of work they can't send money home mm-hmm. uh, there's been a reduction in 
in foreign investment in Africa, which apparently was up the last few years, and now that that's fallen off. The price of oil affects countries like uh, Nigeria and, mm-hmm. uh, and Angola and stuff like this, and uh, and I guess uh, you know foreign aid is down. Although I suspect that the foreign aid is largely a waste of money anyway. Mm-hmm. Every study there was a book put out by an African journalist from uh, Uganda or I'm not sure Kenya, one of those countries who had a serious economist who did a study of the impact of foreign aid mm-hmm. and came to the conclusion that it damaged Africa. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. That, that without the foreign aid, which distorts the market, mm-hmm. which favors certain political cliques, and then the, the whole business, it's like, it's the same as, 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 well, the education sector in Canada. Mm-hmm. Because the game is all about trying to grab more funding, rather than improving the performance mm-hmm. of your education system. Right. Uh, here are the aid. It's all about grabbing more aid and dividing it up amongst your friends and family. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, this distorts the market. And without that, she concluded, based on her economic studies, that the African countries would be more advanced. Mm-hmm. They would have more industries. They right. would be more serious, less corrupt. Mm-hmm. So that the aid actually breeds corruption and distortion. I'm sure that's true. Well, I'm sure that's true. I mean, you look at, I mean, how many years have, have, have has the West been pumping money into Africa? Mm-hmm. Has their lot been improved? No. No. So probably it's time to try a different approach. Right. I mean, it can't be any worse. Right. Uh, or they But, have to, yeah. of course, people feel good. I gave money to Africa. You should give money too, and then well, we can both feel good. Well, that's right. And I mean, obviously, where there wasn't a school, now there's a school. Right. Where there was dirty water, now there's clean water. I mean, mm-hmm. you can see some very, you know, specific examples of right. of, of uh, where the lot of certain people was improved, which is mm-hmm. a good thing. Right. But if overall, the net result is, you know, to Zambia, keep people down, Zambia. Right. Look at Zambia today. They used to be able to feed themselves. Now they can't feed themselves. Mm-hmm. And with that comes disease and poverty. So, yeah, here and there, there's a school, there's a new water pump. Right. But in the total picture, maybe that's not such a good no. thing. No. I mean, they have to learn how to and, and build up their, their economy so they can provide these things for themselves. Right. And let you know, the genuinely uh, entrepreneurial and capable people rise to the top, right. not those that are able to, uh, you know... Advance because <laughs> of who they know. <laughs> that's not right. Right. Anyway, that's probably enough for today. Right. We will uh, pick it up again next time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.